0: Nine o'clock.
1: It's time for more ninety-two nine. The game tonight, as we get you caught up with all things Atlanta sports and beyond
0: on Sports Radio ninety-two nine. The game.
1: Once again, get a chat with Vinny Eyer, the sporting news, in about twenty minutes. But we've had a lot of interesting Falcons discussions throughout the day today, including. Uh, the potential of Desmond Ritter as QB1, and it's not my preference, but I also can't ignore it completely as a possibility, as much as I would like to, by the way, uh, as much as I would like to, but uh, there there is a world in which that, unfortunately, is the situation. We'll see as we continue uh, throughout the offseason if we can, I mean, boy, would I feel great about getting someone else in here to not even have to think of that as a but I just don't want to have to consider it, like heading into spring training or not spring training. Excuse me, like, that's the br- but like just training camp. Like, look, we, we sit there, we sit there on the first day of training camp, and one of the shows there talks with Rah- Raheem Morris. Someone will talk with Terry Fontenot. Like, in no world do I want to have to have my hosts ask. What was the thought process, but behind sticking with Desmond Ritter's QB one? Like they don't want to answer it, and we don't want to have to ask it. We, we'd rather ask about how excited are you about so and so, not 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 the other side of that. So uh, let's continue on the phones. Wayne has been very patient, and I certainly do appreciate him holding on. What's going on, Wayne?
2: Hey, how you doing, sir? Thanks for make, taking my call. I, I hold on because I just want you to relax, as Aaron Rodgers said, relax. But the thing about it with the quarterback situation, we got to look at what makes the best quarterback is the play caller, the offensive coordinator. We must then pay attention to the Super Bowl. San Francisco quarterback, everybody gave him the downfall, but he played a great game. And then look at Kansas City quarterback. He said after the game, Andrew Reed just let me play my game. So it's up to our coordinator, to whoever we get. It don't matter. So it, we got to make sure we got the right man for the job, and the right quarterback to run the system that we're trying to put in place.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the call, Wayne. There's a, cur- a couple of aspects to that where where he's right about a couple of things. Like, yeah, you you have to hope that Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson combine forces and can bring out the best in the quarterback. But but I wouldn't say it doesn't matter that it's all on the the. O.C. to get the job done. Uh, I, I think there's a little misconception there. I, I mean, there are quarterbacks, no matter who the O.C. is, that are not good enough to get it done, right? Like, there, look, I mean, we talk about Brock Purdy and we talk about Kyle Shanahan, but, like, no one felt Trey Lance was getting it done. And I know he got hurt, so we kind of didn't get to see any real in-game growth out of that, but, like, Even in the game he did play, and I know the weather storms were brutal. Like, no one was like, I don't know, man, like, it's kind of on him. Like, Kyle Shanahan's got to turn him into that guy. No, sometimes the guys are just not that guy. You do hope you can maximize whatever a guy has. And, look, if it is Desmond Ritter, and I've said this before, I'll continue to say it. Like, I saw things that made me believe Desmond Ritter could have success in this league. The problem was there were more things that said, no, he can't. That's the problem. But maybe with the right amount of coaching, maybe with Zach Robinson and TJ Yates and the whole group, they can get into a situation where they do limit the mistakes and bring out the best in Desmond Ritter. I still don't know if he's high-end enough to where he's the guy you want running your franchise for for a decade plus. But that remains to be seen, and maybe it will be decided when push comes to shove in training camp or into the season. Brandon is hanging out in Atlanta. What's going on, Brandon?
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: Doing all right, man. What you got? All
0: right, first thing, kind of unrelated. <laughs> was that that Steve Jesse guy earlier from like 10 years ago that called in?
1: I have no idea who that was, to be honest. He oh, he, he made it sound normal. like he knew me or I'm supposed to remember him. Maybe I should. Okay. I don't know. But, yeah, no clue.
0: Okay, anyway. Uh did you guys know Matt Ryan is an artist now that he's
1: retired? Uh no. Question mark?
0: He's a choke artist. It ain't Brown, it's Steve, it's Jesse.
1: A- I mean, okay. I almost wish he had waited on hold through through our PM power rankings to get to that. You know, here's the thing, and because and, I gotta get Dom's back on this, because I know people would be like, Your your screener should've that's not really how it works because I've been on Dom's side. You can only believe what guys are going to tell you they're going to talk about. And then when they get on air and, and they act a fool, you just – the best thing Dom can do at that point is cut him quickly, and he did. So I, I'm going to give props to Dom on this one. Oh, I appreciate that. There, to do, well, because I've been there. <laughs> yeah. like a, yeah. As we had – DT called in earlier, and we appreciate him giving giving so many of us, myself and, and Chris among us, uh, great compliments on on the transition sometimes from – Producer and host and and you know juggling both jobs whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we've been there, and I'm like, cool man. Like Jason in in Marietta said he wants to talk about it, and then he gets on and says something totally different. And there's just not much you could do a- except for drop the call, and uh we did that. And so I don't know, like it's just we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have the <laughs> hand on the dump button, we're gonna we're have ready. to hand, hand on the drop, and just. Move on man. from there. So, anyways, we got a couple minutes here before Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News joined us. A couple big stories going on nationwide I want to get to, and I do that in a segment that I call Outside the Perimeter. It's time for Outside the Perimeter, ninety 92.9 The Game Tonight. So, Outside the Perimeter, if you're just joining us, welcome in on a Friday evening. I'm your host, Abe Gordon live from the Kia studios. Outside the perimeter is a segment where I dive into some of the top national sports stories, headlines, and topics. A couple of things that happened over the past 24 hours. I actually didn't get to it yesterday because so many fans are riled up on the Atlanta Hawks. But uh, Caitlin Clark, uh, a new NCAA women's basketball scoring record. She had 49 of them last night. She only needed the first eight, though. By the way, she didn't let anyone touch the ball. I don't mean, like, in a ball hog way, but, like, she immediately scored eight points. And then started, she dished out like 15 assists, I think, something like that. But uh, she did score the first eight of the game. Of course, you all know the logo three to get it done. There's a chance she could actually catch Pistol Pete in in a couple of games. Uh, And then there's some lower-level records that would probably take her into the tournament uh, to break. But we'll we'll see how that comes. But uh, I think she's like 100 and change away from Pistol Pete. So that that could be three or four games. Who knows uh, how that goes. Um, Tiger Woods shot a 72 In round one yesterday, it was a round that ended with back spasms. He was out there today, and he withdrew early. A lot of people saw the video of him on a golf cart riding out of the course. They are calling it an illness, and I don't know. Like, there was very clearly some physical stuff going on, but they're calling it an illness, and and we're just – we'll see if he talks. I, I would love him to be honest if he does do any press in the future. Look, it, it was an illness, but I'll be honest. I was struggling physically. I, like, it, it's this is the thing where you don't have to hide everything. Like, I, I think there's some, some courage in, in being honest if that was the case. And I don't think anyone would shy away from the idea that he's struggling physically to get through back-to-back rounds. And that's why, illness or not, you do raise questions about his ability to participate in a 72-hole tournament. But... They're deeming it illness. I'll accept that. I know they said there was a bug going around. Whatever. So there you have it. Uh, EA Sports. And this is a discussion I would like to have down the road at some point. EA Sports is launching, or they launched their trailer for College Football 2025. They said they're going to reveal a lot more in May. We may dive into this early next week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, the discussion of who should be on the cover. I think we're going to have to talk about that early next week uh, before anyone else steals my topics. So, sometimes I, like, tease something and then I hold on to it and then, like, smart, I'm just waiting smart. for the right time to get it in and then, like, I hear it on another show. I'm like, ah, I should have used it. Ah. So, we're, we're going to try and, and maybe sneak that by. Maybe it's, it's 9 o'clock at night. Who, who would possibly be listening to me? From our group, like I know, Tanitra <laughs> said she was driving around and it was going to check out the show. She's hopefully gotten to where she was going safely. Bo Morgan, I believe, was listening down there when I was texting him yeah. about all. I was see, I I had to reach out to Bo Squid Billy and be like, "Yo, dude, you're not going <laughs> to believe these Desmond Ritter calls right now. <laughs> like, you think you think you think Justin Fields is? Oh my goodness, you should check out Desmond Ritter. And so he may have been listening earlier. They may steal it for the morning shift. so Dylan. Now, Dylan did steal a segment of mine a couple couple days ago. Mm. I'm not mad at him because I probably wasn't going to use it myself, but they they were talking about the Taco Bell menu the day after I was out in the bullpen telling Dylan, like, yo, you got to see this new menu. The very next day, he's like, here's a segment, boys. I'm like, what? What?"
2: Dylan doesn't even eat Taco Bell. What a –
1: wow. 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 I'm happy to be anointed as – the, the official blankety-blank of 92.9 The Game. I'm definitely the official Taco Bell aficionado yes, of yes. 92.9 I, The I, Game. I, I can defer to you. There are me. other certainly other titles that I have to take. Today, <laughs> I'm the unofficial boss at 92.9 The Game. I don't hey. know if you guys have heard throughout the day. I was getting mocked for it. It's not my fault, man. Some, <laughs> it's not my fault none of y'all are responsible enough to hold the title. Squid's out of town. Conti's out of town. They threw my name on the emergency list. Oh, look at I don't that. know I don't know what they expected me to do. <laughs> probably probably just call Mike, who I hope <laughs> is enjoying his vacation. I hope he's not listening either. <laughs> All right, continuing real quick outside the perimeter. We talked about it early. I uh, guess I'm just going to ask Vinny Iyer this, too. But Jimmy G suspended for the first two games of the season due to uh, performance-enhancing drugs, essentially. And, uh, yeah, he's expected to be released. And that that does kind of a little bit raise a question of, like, how far down the list? How far down the list do the Falcons have to go before Jimmy G
2: becomes an option? Garoppolo or Ritter, who would you
1: rather have? I would rather have Ritter. Really? If there's any future at all, it'd be a future. Like, Jimmy G was leading the league in – I know eventually Ritter took over the lead, but Jimmy G was leading the league in interceptions when he (laughs) got benched. So yeah, I would still have, I would still, I would still take Desmond Ritter. Anyways, that's again, that's the whole point. Not a great option for Jimmy G, but we'll see if he picks anywhere up. I, I, I do think it's interesting for a team that might draft young, right? Like I do think that would be interesting for, say, the Bears. Or if Jacoby Brissett doesn't want to stay in Washington, wants a chance to be something, like I would bring in Jimmy G to be a mentor and a backup. I don't know if he's mentally really ready to willing ready and willing to accept that. I would think that's not a terrible fit. Maybe, maybe even in New England. Again, you'd have to draft a quarterback first. You have to get rid of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. But I don't know, like, if Jimmy G's willing to accept what the reality is of his situation, veteran minimum, backup quarterback, help out a young dude, see what happens, man. Go from there. I don't know. We'll see what Vinny Iyer thinks about that, but first we're going to see what he thinks about a lot of questions as they concern the Atlanta Falcons, the NFL Draft, Justin Fields, all sorts of stuff next. Vinny Iyer, sporting news NFL columnist and draft insider, is going to join us here on 92.9 The Game tonight. It's Abe Gordon coming to you live from the Kia Studios. Right here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game and the Odyssey app.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And neither do we. Let's get the show going,
1: man. This is 92.9 The Game Tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back in 92.9 The Game Tonight. Abe Gordon here taking you to the end of the hour before we hand things off. Want to go out to the wadeford.com hotline, Atlanta Ford dealer, and bring in Vinny Iyer, sporting news NFL columnist and draft insider. I know the Super Bowl was just a couple days ago, but Vinny has been very busy putting out a number of offseason pieces. I've got his mock draft pulled up. I've also got his way-too-early power rankings pulled up. I'm going to ask him about both of those in just a moment. But Vinny, first off, Thanks so much for joining us here on Friday evening. Always appreciate your time. Yep, you're welcome. So let's start with those power rankings. You got the Falcons kind of middle of the pack at 18. Uh, This is a team that is drafting at eight overall, does not have a quarterback currently, unless you believe Des Ritter is the quarterback. Um, So why are you so confident that they're going to turn into a competent team with a new head coach uh, this offseason?
3: Well, they were pretty close, right? We know they've been stuck at 7 and 10 for three years now, right in that muddled middle where you don't want to be, but they also have some upside. They have some young talent with their first-round picks at the skill positions on offense, and everyone can kind of look at the big picture and say, they might be just a quarterback away here, and I also like the idea of kind of embracing the Ram system overall, getting Raheem Morris, getting Zach Robinson in there, so, I mean, you can't typically go wrong as we've seen other teams go in this direction and borrow from what the Rams and McVay have done so I think you'll see better use of all this talent that's on the field and that was the biggest thing is I think they underachieved offensively for all that they had out there defensively they had some flashes there they tried a different scheme that was the Saints type scheme last year didn't quite work out there and they had to make the wholesale changes so maybe Raheem Morris getting a second shot in this division and look, the possibilities are kind of nice and wide open at quarterback. And you said at number eight, they might not get exactly Caleb Williams sitting there or Greg May, but they might have a pick of the other quarterbacks on the board. They're not too bad in this year's class.
1: Well, so let, let's go right to that, Vinny, because I, I personally don't think trading into the top three is going to happen. So if, if we are stuck... With And I don't want to be unfair, but I'm going to use the term anyways, a second-rate or second-tier of quarterbacks after Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and Caleb Williams. Uh, Do you think that that is something they would use at eight at that point? And if so, which of those guys do you like? I know you did have Bo Nix in your mock draft from Monday.
3: Yeah, I think you look at the Ram system, it's typically a guy that can stand strong in the pocket, accurate, deep arm. And Bo Nix kind of fits that. And I think Michael Penix to a degree does as well, but I'm not sure Penix is the same perception right now in terms of not having the same athleticism. He's a guy that hasn't really shown that aspect. And maybe that helps Nick separate a little bit from him, but that type of quarterback seems to be the one that fits a little bit in the system. And then, There's been another name. I I don't know how long it's been circulating out there as the Falcons answer, but it could be Kirk Cousins and going in a different direction, using that eight pick for something completely different. They have some money. I mean, you look at the system again. He's been in it with Kevin O'Connell and done really well the last two years. So there's some familiarity crossover between that and what Robinson's going to do. So it's a different type of quarterback. And then maybe trying to be the Arthur Smith mobile quarterback who has a little bit of, legs and run heavy offense with two tight ends you're going to have now a team that's going to have 11 personnel three wide receivers most of the time spreading the field throwing downfield so that's the type of quarterback you need to be looking for so i think bo Nix fits i think cousins could be an option here if they want to wait to round two you could look at Fenix and try him out maybe explore other options in free agency i think baker mayfield would probably be it here in that case, but he did spend some time with the Rams and had a little success there. So a lot of possibilities here to address quarterback, but at least have to go confidently for someone who's not going to be a Ritter, Heineke-type situation. They need a real answer here who can start for all the games this year and maybe for multiple years down the line.
1: I have to ask this, Vinny, and it's Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News joining us here on the wadeford.com hotline. I can't believe I have to ask this, but based on the amount of calls I've received today, is there any chance that Zach Robinson and Raheem Morris, Terry Fontenot, decide to bring Desmond Ritter as QB1 week one?
3: I mean, it's hard to see that. I mean, you've changed your whole philosophy here up front, and I think it's pretty obvious where the deficit has been. They've had to bench him and go in a different direction as it worked. I know Arthur Smith is not in the building anymore, so there could be a different perception. But typically, you want to reboot, and I told you it looks a little bit different the way they want to operate. I think they were looking between, actually, the year that they had Marcus Mariota and Ritter, that type of quarterback. And you're already hearing (laughs) that Arthur Smith wants a Ryan Tannehill type in Pittsburgh as he moves on. So. I think they have to just move on from that style of quarterback because, again, you look at the guys, I mean, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, these are the type of quarterbacks, big arm guys that fit in the system where they're going more traditional pocket I and mean, Jared Goff going back as well. So I would think philosophy says you have to go in a different direction.
1: Vinny, let's take a look at at what you've got at top the draft, and I want to take a look at these top three teams from a couple of different angles. We'll start with the three teams at top and the quarterbacks that you believe they will select and in in what order. You have uh, Caleb Williams going one overall. A lot of people do. But then you have Jane Daniels going two and Drake May three. A lot of people could flip those. We've seen uh, both ways. But for you, what's the difference with Jane Daniels that has him uh, over Drake May?
3: Yeah, I think there's a little excitement factor. You can't deny that. I mean, Caleb Williams, I mean, he's spiked and he's kind of not really dropped off since he had those big seasons and won the Heisman. I think people still see that as the ceiling and the level of his play, even though there's a little bit of team drop off and whatever weird controversies that might have happened. I mean, when you look at just Caleb Williams, a player and what he can accomplish, he's the number one. But after that, I mean, Drake may yes, has some special qualities, but We also saw Jade Daniels does, too. He's just very dynamic. Maybe it's time for a different approach there in New England where they've tried these types before, and maybe they want to go for some a little bit more dynamic and can give them that extra element at quarterback that they're not used to. So that's what you have to look at. I think it's going to be very interesting as we go forward in the combine and the pro days and all that, if Daniels can make up that, maybe perceived gap that he has with Drake May. May has kind of settled in as the number two QB for a while. But, again, Drake May does a lot of things well, but Daniels did something really extraordinary last year that we've got to pay attention to.
1: That is the voice of Vinny Iyer, sporting news columnist and draft insider. I've been using him for years and always appreciate his time and hope to use him quite a bit as we do head to the draft and continue into The offseason. Let's stick at the top of the draft there because Falcons fans are desperate to try and find a way to get one of those three quarterbacks. If you look at those top three teams, Vinny, the Bears, the Commanders and the Patriots, which one is most likely, if any, uh, to actually trade out of their pick?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you would say the Bears. I mean, there's just a lot of options for them, and a lot of teams are going to come maybe giving them calls. I mean, they are going to field all the offers, much like they did with the Panthers last year. Why wouldn't they, right? I mean, they got a bounty from the Panthers, so they're going to probably field all that. And then the commanders, I think, are a candidate as well because, again, this is a team with multiple needs. They could see the board as a way to fly down a little bit, maybe have a quarterback of choice here. So a lot of things to see with them going forward.
1: I know we've heard this a little bit this week. Do you think there's any shot, Vinny, that they really do draft Caleb Williams and keep Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears?
3: No, absolutely not. I think that would be like the (laughs) 0% scenario. I mean, it would be just very questionable just very questionable with that decision i mean i think the biggest thing that you would look at with justin Fields is what are you going to get in return are you going to get the best offer when somebody sees him as still a first round asset as a cheap quarterback or is someone going to say Nah, he's a second or third round pick and then okay we might want to just See what else we can do here. So I, I think they need to sell Justin Fields as much as possible. Because ideal scenario, you trade that, get a first rounder, and you also were able to uh, secure Caleb Williams and really stockpile your teams around it. Uh,
1: at Vinny Iyer on uh, the Twitter or X V I N N I E I Y E R, sporting news, NFL draft insider and NFL columnist. Well, last question here from me, Vinny is is about Jimmy G. Um, Two-game suspension announced earlier today. Uh, It's expected at this point that the Raiders are going to release him. What does the future hold for Jimmy G? Is he he going somewhere on a veteran minimum to be a backup? Does he get another shot as QB1? What do you see as the future for Garoppolo?
3: Yeah, I'd say he should be a veteran backup somewhere. I think the Texans would be ideal. Obviously, they run the 49er system. Get him beyond C.J. Stroud. Get an upgrade from Davis Mills. You probably won't have to invest all that much, so that's where I would look at for him for sure. I think he has to be a backup, but in that system, when we know that system is spreading. Maybe it's in New Orleans as well with Clint Kubiak behind Derek Carr if he should falter. So there's a few options for him, but I think it has to be that Shanahan-like system.
1: Vinny, always appreciate your time here. Thanks for joining us here in Atlanta. hope you have a great President's Day weekend. Yep, thank you. You too. We'll make sure to be in touch with Vinny as the off-season rolls on. He's been very good to me in terms of joining the show and providing some outstanding quality content and uh, one of the mock drafts that I I routinely check up on uh, as he's very active in that. So we appreciate uh, his work and his time tonight as well. All right, we got one segment left, and there's a couple things that got bumped down the page throughout the day today because of the Desmond Ritter should be our starter discussion, uh, which didn't start there. I promise that was not my intention, but – I don't know. That's where it headed. So uh, I got to catch up on a couple things. I I did see that um, Micah Parsons won MVP of the Celebrity Game. I don't know how my man, the high jumper, who was taken down, oops, didn't get it, but uh, I didn't even see the final score. So there you have it. I'll try and catch up on that. We got uh, some wild, uh, ugly, loose athletic plays going on in the Rising Stars Challenge. I think someone just tried for a dunk. And totally whiffed on the rim, like not over the rim, like didn't reach far enough to hit the rim. So that's a that's huh. a wild scene. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's like me going up for it, man. That's I don't know what's crazy. going on there. So uh, we'll wrap things up. Got a lot still to break down. We'll talk about the All Star Weekend and festivities. Trey Young going to be heavily involved tomorrow. So we're gonna we're gonna break that down and uh, recap what what we started to have as a discussion before Desmond Ritter stole the show. Uh, That's coming up next right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. I want you to rock this place out every night talking
2: atlanta sports at night this is 92.9 the game tonight
1: on sports radio 92.9 the game Welcome back in. Final couple of moments here on 92.9 The Game tonight. If you have enjoyed what you've heard tonight, I have some good news for you. I'm going to be back on Sunday evening from 6 to 9 with the TL show. And then next week, a little bit more of myself on 92.9 The Game tonight. Tuesday night and Wednesday night, I'll be back on from 7 to 10 Eastern time. So uh, feel free to join me then. Certainly, if you follow me on Twitter, I will keep you abreast of when I will be on at Abe Gordon. You can follow me there and I'll try and post each time I'm going to be hosting and kind of a general idea of what the topics are stuff like that. And today what I posted was does the different potential quarterbacks change what success likes uh, yikes, yikes yikes success might be in year 1 under Raheem Morris. And for me it does. Okay, like I'm not going to go through the entire list of bullet points, but like if it's Kirk Cousins, success in year one, and I'm grading on a very difficult and strict scale. I understand that. But success for me, if it's Kirk Cousins, is you got to reach the NFC title game. This is a guy you're probably paying 40 to 45 million dollars. You got to reach the NFC title game. That's obviously winning your division and winning some playoff games. You got to reach the NFC title game. If it is Justin Fields. You do have to win your division and get a home game. I also think you have to determine within one year if he is a future, if he is QB1 moving forward, or if you're running into the same issues that Chicago ran into. And it gets real tricky about trying to grade success based on a rookie quarterback, especially if it's not one of the top three. If you do end up with, say, Bo Nix, like Vinny Iyer had just suggested, or a Penix later in the draft, JJ McCarthy, uh, even Michael Pratt out of Tulane, whatever it might be. I think at that point, success to me is more about the growth of the quarterback and the belief that he can be the franchise moving forward. In winning the division, winning a playoff game, that would all be a massive bonus. But but I don't necessarily think it's a prerequisite in year one under Raheem Morris, if you go with a rookie quarterback. So we did talk about that quite a bit, and then the conversation slid into uh, Desmond Ritter should be QB1 and just let Zach Robinson, he's supposed to be a better offensive mind, let him cook and do things that Arthur Smith couldn't do. I got a couple of calls on that. Uh, We got a call about (sighs) perusing the, (laughs) Canadian Football League All-Star Game and seeing who's available out of Canada. See if we can get a guy, eh? Edmonton Eskimos or whoever, whoever the Eskimos. Uh, Saskatchewan Riders or Raiders or whatever they are. Toronto Argonauts. Sure, the Argos, the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. I I actually used to know most of the uh, Canadian football teams. I don't anymore, unfortunately. I apologize to those of uh, you who are offended that I probably screwed one or two of those up. But... Uh, yeah, so that, that's where the conversation eventually slid, and uh, we kind of got away from it. The one thing I did want to talk about earlier today I didn't get to is the NBA All-Star Weekend. And we've got a lot going on. We already talked about – by the way, I, 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 I made a bad comment at the end of last segment questioning – Micah Parsons and his MVP candidacy his legitimacy. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, I, I said I just didn't see what all was going on. I, I caught glimpses. It seemed like it seemed like my Italian high jumper was rocking the highlight rail uh, quite a bit when I had uh, the time to watch the game. I think I saw Micah Parsons. I forgot the stat line already. Like thirty-seven 30, points yeah. and fourteen uh, <laughs> boards or sixteen boards. Yeah, he was putting um, in work. Yeah, so so that that's. Um, 37.16 boards, uh, four steals, and uh, MVP for Micah Parsons in the Celebrity Game. So, well-earned for him. I, I apologize for doubting that you took care of business. Stood on business you right thought, there in Indy. You
2: Izzy. thought it was like how like Kevin Hart used to show up and they would just give him MVP. Yeah, you
1: just, you know, make a couple dashy moves, <laughs> flish-flash, and <laughs> yeah. now you're ready to roll. And then, you know, MVP. Nah, he put in work, so congratulations to him. Uh, we got the 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 Rising Star game, which, by the way, I – Rising Star, it's a little frustrating to me because I don't love the idea of, well, like, just rookies or sophomores. Like, Jalen Johnson should be in the Rising Stars game. I agree. Like, like there's a level of performance. This is a guy that was mainly a G League or two years ago and, and into a breakout season. I would have loved to have seen him in that discussion this year. I you know they actually – Jalen admitted, by the way, that they asked him to participate in the slam dunk contest, which – Probably would have been better than a couple of G leaguers, but I don't know how it worked out that that maybe he declined or, or whatnot. So we we've got Trey Young hanging out tomorrow and Sunday, and Trey's going to be involved in the Skills Challenge. Trey Young is part of Team All Stars. Very original, uh, with Scotty Barnes and Tyrese Maxey. They're going to go head to head against Team Top Picks. Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Edwards, and one Victor Wembanyama against the Pacers team made up of Miles Turner, Tyrese Halliburton, and uh Benedict M- Mathurin. I, I don't, don't Mathurin. I, I, I don't watch the Pacers enough, I guess. <laughs> it's just, I, they had to throw someone in there. Uh and then the three-point contest he's gonna be involved in as well. Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, hometown favorite, Damian Lillard. Uh, Lori Markkinen, who's actually the defending champ. You might have forgot, but Lori Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell, and Carl Anthony Towns. We've then got the three-point challenge, which is going to be interesting to see how they they put forth in that. Steph Curry, who's not doing the three-point contest, is doing a three-point challenge against Sabrina Ionescu. I think she gets to shoot from the WNBA three-point line and use the WNBA ball. Fair. And Curry, well, no, it's not fair. I mean, that's the whole point is that it's literally not fair.
2: I it. It's a smaller I, well, ball, right? True. Uh, okay. Well, okay. More
1: room for error. You don't have to be as accurate. Like, it's just yeah, it's whatever. Fair. Okay, I got you. Uh, And it's just Steph Curry doing his thing. And then the slam dunk competition featuring superstar Jalen Brown, which I really hope he wins because, like, you can't lose to these three guys. <laughs> uh, G-Leaguer and defending champ Mac McClung. Part-time G-leaguer, part-time ride the Piner, uh, Jacob Toppin, not Obi Toppin, Jacob Toppin. Okay, and then uh, Jaime Hawkins Jr. of the Miami Heat, who's having an outstanding rookie season. I, I I don't know what to expect from him in terms of the dunk contest. Hey man, I, I don't know what to expect from Jalen Brown either. By the way, I was gonna say Mac McClung is my is is sure. Uh, look. <laughs> I think if we're, and I've talked about this, and, and like, Steakhouse kind of threw it out there again today, and they're like, who's been, so I heard this somewhere, I'm like, yeah, me, the the last 10 years has been saying this, but, like, if you're gonna make it a thing that's not about the NBA dudes, just bring in, like, legit dunkers. Yeah. And, like, Mac McClung's cool, and, and he's done an outstanding job, but, like, just go on and get the YouTubers, man, like, like. Give me Jordan Kilgannon and let him cook. Like, and I know if you don't know who Jordan Kilgannon is, just like Google dunker Gary Payton and look for the reaction videos of like (laughs) Gary Payton not understanding what Kilgannon was about to do. Yeah, like, and they they do have their dunk tour that they travel around with. Like, it'd just be better doing that than and Mac McClung could be part of it. Like, I don't know, pick like one representative.
2: Yeah, like one representative from the actual league, and then a bunch of the. Something. I'm know, not just, mad at that. Like,
1: I don't know. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Like Maybe Jaime Hawkes has got something to cook and, and can win this thing. But, like, if he just goes up and does, like, a little bit of some whatever and doesn't, I mean. It, it's also been the whole point of that, like, the
2: three-point contest has kind
1: of become the It has big, become the marquee event. Yeah. It has. It kind of loses a little bit for me, though, because I need guys to, like, run the racks and just. Like, I need, like, a 30-bomb. Yeah. But And that's you, 30. You get you shoot 30 basketballs, but with the money ball, you can, you know, whatever. Yeah, you
2: can get up, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, no, no, you shoot 25, right? One, 25, two, three, four, but five. Five. then You have 25, Yeah, 25 one, with the money ball. So, and then there's
2: a money ball rack, though. Oh,
1: but they also added those, like, two extra balls from, yeah, the, from for, Dame, yeah. Dame, the Dame range. Yeah, something like that. We're just like, Trey and Dame are going to be the only ones that make this. <laughs> yeah. And I think Halliburton's going to hit those, too. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, we talked about it. I'm going to be eagle eyes on Trey like as much as I can. Who's he sitting next to while he's not shooting? Are they talking? I, should I hire a lip reader? I say, or, is, or if
2: he is talking to someone are, are they doing the the thing that they do now where everyone covers their mouth? You, like, they got, got the Arthur shirt? Smith. They yeah. got the
1: Arthur Smith Waffle House chart where yeah, they're yeah, just you know, covering it all up. LeBron
2: out? puts his jersey over his mouth
1: like this. I mean, there are lip readers out there, man. Can, is anyone in Indianapolis currently listening to me? And do you already have a ticket to the All-Star game? The All-Star so. Saturday night. If you are that, and then also a uh, professional lip reader, 404-726-0929. This is the slimmest Venn diagram sliver well, look, of our listeners. I got seven people listening. If one of them's out of market, maybe they know someone. I don't know. Like I, But, like, honestly, I am good. At, like, obviously, we're, we're we're halfway joking and halfway not. It's clearly like not going to matter what I notice,
2: but I'm still going to be looking.: Yeah, like it'll, like it may mean nothing, but like if Trey Young and like LeBron James are spending a whole bunch of time together at all-star break, you know what that's going to lead
1: Look, to? Oh, Trey's going go to L.A. Carl like Anthony all... Towns is in the three-point contest. Trey Young is in the three-point contest. They're going to be sitting in pretty close proximity to each other. Like, if I look at the list of guys that I would be interested coming to Atlanta, based on the discussion we had yesterday, I don't know. Start talking to them, man. <laughs> I was like, like, maybe get, get it going, a little, get a little friendly. This also could backfire horribly. While we're at it, because yeah. Trey Young's competing, Trey Young's competing in the Skills Challenge. And uh, Team Top Picks features Victor Wembenyama. And the last thing I need is that smooth-talking <laughs> Frenchman getting into Trey's ears, you know. Give him sweet-talk him a little bit? Yeah. Oh, no state income tax in <laughs> Texas. You know, Supermax, and, you know. Hey. You can't let that happen. Wemba Yamach is like, doesn't no, no matter how many threes you miss, I will get exactly. all of the I'll, rebounds. I'll get all the
2: rebounds. <laughs> you can shoot it's as just, much as you want, Trey.
1: This could back, but now that I think about it, I don't want Trey there anymore. Get him out of there. It's <laughs> more likely someone sweet talks Trey out of, out Atlanta, of Atlanta than, yes. than Trey sweet talks someone into Atlanta. I agree with that. I don't 1,000%. like this anymore.
2: We need we need to <laughs> boycott Trey Young, boycott the All Star. Cancel
1: Sa- All Star Saturday night. <laughs> Hashtag cancel All Star Saturday night. There's a snowstorm, I think, in, in Indy, but they, they're, they've they they got all sorts of, like, tunnels and layers. And, They'll make and, it work. Uh, I, Indianapolis is a great downtown because the, you don't have to go outside. There's just all of it's connected via tunnels. Really? Yeah. I, a lot, cool. It's not necessarily underground tunnels. Right, a lot right, of right. it's sky tunnels, skywalk yeah, and stuff. You don't nice. have to walk outside at all. I think once you get to... Well, I guess this was for the football stadium. You walk through part of the convention center, and then you like you have to cross the street outside to get from the convention center to mm-hmm. the football stadium. But like you could walk from your hotel, past the Hooters, past the mall, past, like everything's everything's connected because you don't have that's to mess really around cool. with that. So uh, a- anyway, that that's what you got there. So all right, I no longer like the idea. of This it's this this is real <laughs> we, bothering. We've now. talked ourselves. We, now we, I'm in. Now I've <laughs> like, yeah. Now I've talked myself into real trouble and. Now I'm now I'm no longer eagle eyeing Trey. Now I'm. I'm <laughs> You're gonna try and not. I'm look I'm keeping at him my off. eye on that traitor Victor <laughs> Wembenyama. Where is he at? Keep him away. He's he's there right now at the, the Rising Stars game. Maybe he's he turns already recruiting. An hey hey, step on his ankle. Get him. Get him. <laughs> he's already recruiting. Well, I think he's talking to Mac McClung, so I'm not sure how far that's going to go. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's probably not going to help him next year. But uh, okay, so man, <clears throat> just remember. Just remember, if in the offseason, Trey gets traded to San Antonio, it starts tomorrow night. Just remember that. (sighs) All right, we're just about done here on 92.9 The Game tonight. Uh, Again, I'm going to be back on Sunday, and there's a couple things I've wanted to get to the uh, past couple of days, and uh, just too much passion, too much energy, too much Desmond Ritter to get it done, but I do want to get into it when I take the uh, mic on Sunday, 6 to 9. The Falcons coordinators talked to Dukes and Bell earlier this week. I, I know they speak pretty general. They're not trying to give away anything, but I did learn a few things. So, I want to replay some of their comments and tell you what I actually learned. Uh, I'll also take a dive into what's going on with the Braves down at spring training. Alex Anthopoulos was on with Steakhouse. Similarly, he didn't say a lot, but a couple of things he did focus in on, or we focused in on the same things. That's going to be interesting. And, and then I will say this before we go. You guys know I'm single. Uh, imagining that I'm still single uh, come Saturday, Sunday at 6 to 9, I found a new dating app that I got to run by everyone and okay. see if I should join. Okay. We'll see if I'm eligible to join because there are requirements for this new I, site. So I like that. We'll dive into that. Dom is going to be with me on Sunday night as well. I hope everyone has a great President's Day weekend. Thank you much, uh, so much for joining here on 92.9 The Game tonight. For Dom, I am Abe Gordon, live from the Kia Studios. I hope you all have a great President's Day weekend.
0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.